0: The Denver Sports Podcast on this lovely (laughs) Friday in the Mile High City, near hours before the Nuggets take on the heat in Miami for Game 4. I am your host, Andre Simone. We are presented by Breckenridge Brewery Avalanches Amber Ale right there Mm. in the bucket. That's the, the man of the hour, the man of the last two months, Adam Morris. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right, I thought, it, man. I thought it
1: was Jokic, but I'll take it. You uh, know what? He's, he's second, right? In these
0: offices, it's uh, you're the closest we can get. I, Yo- Jokic doesn't like the media. He's, he's never going to come around and talk to us. So. I,
1: it's weird being in this chair. I don't know if I've ever done a show from right here. Is I've that right? been right there. Yeah. What I've about when here. you
0: make vote? host like once a year not when
1: i'm there no i'm there (laughs) i saw it once
2: because you always get like
0: the solo
1: chair too i get i'm telling you it's weird yeah you look look too big for the
0: couch i am too big for it yeah were you meant to share a couch absolutely not (laughs) okay well and the man put in a unique position of sharing a couch (laughs) with mr adam mars (laughs) rocking his Jokic jersey henry chisholm dmvr broncos hankster how are you doing
2: real good there's actually two strange situations that i'm in oh the my Thursday, gosh i never got the rundown so uh <laughs> i texted just, it to you
0: two days no ago. no
2: and no i said you didn't and then you said well look and i looked and you didn't and then i
1: still didn't get it well think huh? on your feet today young and yeah oh, no yeah, i'm excited that's, this that's was intentional right. Now. that's right
0: this is gonna be good um as I mentioned, full-blown finals time right now. And uh, to take you a little behind the curtain, Adam and I, as we will from time to time, thinking through what to cover on this podcast this week. We really kind of touched on heat culture versus nuggets uh, culture, a we don't skip steps as we have coined it around these parts. Actually, a championship culture that kind of has a a bit of a renewal today as In the midst of an NBA Finals, the Nuggets front office makes a very intriguing move to add some more picks, some more assets for the future. But yeah, these two championship cultures, if we could call them that, Nuggets do not have their championship yet. Yeah, Um,
1: How would you define these? Heat culture versus uh, we don't skip steps. Well, I'll start by saying I honestly think that these are the two best cultures in the NBA this year. Now, Heat culture has been a thing. Really, it's Pat Riley culture, I think. Yeah. Right. Miami yeah. Heat had a different culture before he arrived. He's an institution in and to himself, and he brings those things with him and who he hires yeah. and how he runs the operation. But they have been at this. But when you just look at this year, the lot of teams have changed their culture to chase the super team era. We have a culture in place, but the superstar is available. Right. Punt on all of that. Bring in this guy. Now we have a new culture. What do yeah. you know? It's stars. I'm talking about you Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. they had a nice young developmental team and they made it you know pretty deep they mm-hmm. traded it in for Kevin Durant a smart calculated risk but it punch your culture Denver we don't skip steps they had a long-term vision they have a player who sets the culture as much as any a yeah. coach who sets the culture yeah. as much as any that's huge. And, and to be honest with you and people don't want to hear it they have an ownership group that sets the culture in a lot of ways mm-hmm. as much as any and um, this year, if you just took this year, I think these two teams had the best culture and they, they deserved it to be there.
2: And the other team that always comes to mind is the Warriors and yeah. their culture. But then Draymond punched the guy, and then all of a sudden the culture's <laughs> just gone. And I th- didn't cool. even say on his podcast afterwards, like so great. It it was like a hit to the team that, that happened. It's one of the things Got that him. he says held him back long term. All I of a mean, sudden that culture is maybe not gone, but
1: we have, a good, we have a good culture here at d oh. I think we have a good time. Yeah. We enjoy people's company. We're in a bar. If I were to just cold clock you in the face to where you <laughs> passed out, and then on top of that, <laughs> yeah. it went viral... You'd probably be a little uncomfortable sharing a couch with me. (laughs) Well then
2: everybody else would be like, oh I hope he doesn't punch me. And then around me they'd be like, oh there's that softy who got himself punched.
1: Well and the unspoken part of that is I think Jordan Poole's teammates generally don't like him. So there's this like (laughs) natural, like well he's the guy that got punched. And while that wasn't fair, I mean are we surprised? So you're right man, that's the thing. I know we'll get to it, but Mm -hmm. cultures are so fragile. But you asked me the two best ones, I think they're in the finals. Yeah, and that's interesting. And
0: I don't know that um, I don't know that the Nuggets have ever gotten that recognition necessarily of being the tip, uh, one of the tippy top cultures. Have they ever had it in the NBA? I don't know. I mean, I think since Masai Ujiri has been in this front office, they definitely seem to have some fairly bright minds building up this franchise. Obviously, you have a two-year Brian Shaw lull yeah. in. Uh, yeah. From but that Maasai was Tim Conley. Messiah you know? was so so
1: short. I mean, yeah. he, he was really the post mellow. Would you call that a culture? You know, it was a collection of talent. To me, it felt like a gathering of guys less than like a long term vision or a long term plan. I right. mean, maybe right, some of this right, is right. hindsight is twenty mm-hmm. twenty. Right. Um but even George Carl, you know, I always think back to Wilson Chandler, when he was here, I asked him one time about what his conversations were like with George Carlin, coach. He said, I never talked to him before. Uh-huh. And he coached him. He just never talked wow. to him. They did practice. So you yeah. talk. That's but they never talked. Insane. I mean, so <laughs> again, every coach has their different pluses and yeah, minuses or things yeah. they do. But I just don't know that the, the culture of the, that era to me was the thuggets, which was to say it yeah. wasn't really like a culture. It right. Was, you know, there was a cool a coolness to them and this or that, but I don't know that it was like a, hey, this is who we are.
2: Yeah. And I think, I mean, at least most of the Jokic era, and maybe this is being biased because I've been a Nuggets fan, it's felt like the Nuggets have a great culture. Like, you see them on the bench, it seems like everybody's mm-hmm. getting along great, and they're having mm-hmm. fun together, and the personalities mesh well, and they send out the clips in the locker room, and maybe, I don't know, now that we're at the point where we're saying this culture really is, obviously, one of the very best in the NBA, I kind of
1: think that it's been there for the last... Mm-hmm three, four, maybe five years. Sure. I mean, look, I think that that is true. The culture starts with Nikola Jokic. I mean, he is... It's cliche to say, Mm -hmm. and it can be overstated, he has his flaws. Let's not kid ourselves. But his one of his biggest strengths is that he's so low maintenance and that is so rare in the nba Mm -hmm. he doesn't need a lot of accolades he doesn't need the coach that's constantly banging the drum he doesn't need any of those things he constantly refers to jamal murray as our best player which he's the only person on the world that's willing to pretend that i know and so it comes (laughs) from him i think first and foremost but then you have michael malone who if you didn't have him if you had this like brainiac coach who was like Jokic. I consider him a brainiac basketball mm-hmm. player. If you had somebody like that, there would be a huge vacuum for toughness, for leadership, yeah. mm-hmm. for all these things. Michael Malone fills that void. He is the drill sergeant that almost like yin and yang fits what Jokic doesn't have right. perfectly mm-hmm. and right. plays those notes. And then, of course, like I said earlier, the Cronkies who... I don't give them credit for establishing the culture of this team in any way except for one. They shouldn't. They stayed out of the way. That's exactly right. Yeah. What is Dallas's culture? I don't know. It's whatever Mark Cuban decides it is because he's constantly in it. But with the Kronkies, he hired people, and he's like, I don't know, Malone, I don't know, Jokic, you guys determine what the culture is. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, while I've been thinking this through for the last couple of days, I really think culture, as much as... And we'll get into this in a second. Other great cultures talk about, you know, like Hank, you've seen some wacky cultures in your time covering sure football have. in the States for DR. Sure um I oddly though, in studying some of the better examples of this, it kind of feels like coaching is the least important. And it really is management. And heat and nuggets are a great example because Riley setting the tone on one end and, you know, even Spolstra is a guy who he knows and was part of kind of the the staff when he was coaching and came up. Or it's the ownership and it can be, you know, there's great ownerships that give you all the resources and kind of are the the drivers locally Think of like Pat Bolin. And there's some that just hands off, no pressure, let you do your thing because you've got the right... um, you know, the the right mindset to come through things and I mean the Nuggets timeline is unlike any other one because they were able to build it so organically, so one step at a time, without having to force a move, without having to force kind of a timetable that they're really in a unique spot in NBA history, right.
1: I think. Um, and by the way, way more rewarding if you ask me. Uh, because no kidding. I yeah. always think about this. Like, what did the Lakers get in their LeBron title versus what will Denver get if they should finish mm-hmm. this off and get their own title? L- Lakers fans were so into Lonzo Ball, D'Angelo Russell, yep. Brandon Ingram. They, they called him the greatest young core the NBA has oh, ever I forgot seen. Forgot about that. Guess what? We'll never know. I'm going to say <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's true, yeah, yeah, but we'll so. never know. Now they got a title, and they won, so what you know, there's mm-hmm. nobody's crying over there. but at the same time, if Denver would have done that same thing and cashed the ch- chips in, won a title, but then had this team that's kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't have felt like whatever it is that we're getting right now, mm-hmm. and that, I think is part of what makes the nuggets experience so so special. But before we go all in on Cronky appreciation, I do think they deserve a lot of it. Oh, yeah, and Absolutely. we'll give them I'm a lot of cronkies, it. but one thing I will say. We've had all these Aussies fly into town over this last week. We've had all these people from out of mm-hmm. they state. One thing they keep saying is, I thought I'd see more billboards. I thought I'd see yeah. more Nugget yeah. stuff. And yep. that's the thing about the Cronkies. They stay out of the way yep. in all aspects, including in the parts where you're like, hey, man, this is supposed to be fun. Yep. Make the whole city blue right now. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's, yeah, it, that, it's just so frustrating because I get what they're thinking. They're thinking oh, well, we're going to sell out all of our tickets. True. Why are we advertising we're in the playoffs? True. Because it looks cool for all of because, us to yeah. see Nuggets things everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, turn people into Nuggets fans. Yeah. And that, they do miss that. But, I, I mean, I I don't have many bad things to say about the Cronkies. Like, they brought a Stanley Cup here last year. They're up 2-1 right now in the finals. Like, I, I can't ask for anymore. Like, oh, they didn't get the Nuggets their own practice facility. Would have been cool. Would have been cool and still could be cool. You got, you're got. you
0: right here, though. And if they close the deal, I don't care about a practice facility. All right. I care about is wins. Well, and that's the other thing. I think as much as ownership matters, star players make all the difference. Because when there's a selfless leader, when there's someone who leads, by example, like Jokic, like Jimmy Butler to some extent, um, that's it, it's so much easier to follow mm-hmm. that than more of a philosophy right. that's written on the wall you Well, know?
1: and one of the things that's interesting about this is the heat culture and nuggets culture have a lot of similarities but they also have a lot of differences hmm. so this is nuggets yep. culture is this like yep. unselfishness long-term vision you know all of those different things and, and also i i think you know when you have a lot of good young players like they all compete with each other and they mm-hmm. become the best version of Definitely. themselves with miami there's Allegedly, they are the strictest about your diet and different. Like some places, you see a player, and they even here in Denver. Let's not kid ourselves; guys fluctuate, and mm-hmm. guys aren't having to get it. Miami Heat culture is very, very military-like. Where I'm told, Pat Riley will pinch your belly yeah. coming into training camp, and and just just to let you know, like, yo, what's this fat I'm feeling on you? Uh-huh. What are you doing over here, Jigglypoo? Like he he'll do the thing where he's trying to like. No, that's not what we do here. Oh, you carry a little bit of extra weight in the mm-hmm. offseason? We're trading you to Charlotte. Get yeah. out of here, man. Yeah, so their yeah. culture is a lot more intense. And this is why Jokic is the perfect guy for Denver culture. And they, the team is an extension of his identity. Miami is an extension of Pat Riley, but also Jimmy right. Butler. That's right. why he is such a great yep. Heat. And yep. I talked to some of my Heat friends who thinks that he is a bigger Heat legend than LeBron James. He should be. I mean, first of all, he has like seven of the ten best playoff games according to game Score, which is really crazy. Which is yeah. crazy. Wayne Wade, LeBron James. But crazy. also, he embodies more so than LeBron, but for sure, he embodies the Pat Riley culture of like, no, man. He just messes with his teammates. He calls them out. We all know mm-hmm. he does scrimmages where he's MFing all these guys and yeah. making them feel small because he's testing them. That's heat culture. And
2: in Minnesota, they told him that was a bad thing. Get out of here. That's yeah, not Minnesota yeah, we aren't culture. We are doing that. Right, We're yeah. losers. Right. What are you <laughs> exactly. bringing that winner stuff right. to us? Um, Right. Can't uh, well, do that to Big Purr. <laughs> Ultimate example of culture right there
0: is when you have a dog like that, if your culture is against that, then maybe you've got a culture problem. You would think. Yeah. You would think that that'd be obvious.
1: But you know what's funny is everybody misread that one. And, mm-hmm. and the <laughs> yeah. line. Well, I will say this. Yeah, well. The line between this is true in business as it isn't true in everything. The line between genius and crazy person is so thin. You know, <laughs> yep. like a uh, lot of yeah. your like Fortune 500 CEOs are, you hear him interviewed and you're like, are you crazy? I mean, Elon Musk, <laughs> right, right, you like, hear right, right, right. this guy, and you're like, wait, this guy's crazy. He's uh-huh. insane, but yep. that line is so thin. And with Jimmy Butler, the people four years ago saying, hey, this guy's a cancer, they weren't wrong in some ways. Yeah. But if you have the right culture to absorb that crazy, it yeah. takes you to the next level. But then you also, I mean,
2: Sixers are another soft team. Like, they just want to... I mean, you got the Embiid, Ben Simmons stuff. Like, there's those hard examples. Yeah. There's also just the way they play. The fact that Jimmy Butler didn't fit in in Minnesota right. or Philly, yeah. but fits in with the heat, Like, it, is, it just you're makes right. sense.
1: You're right. What does it tell you? It, it tells you exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. And that no makes
2: you wonder. You know, there were the Jimmy Butler nuggets. I don't know if they ever got to rumors, but it was a thing that people wanted because he was available every year for, like, that three-year stretch. Yeah. You wonder what would have happened. Like, what if they did make the Gary Harris, Jimmy right. Butler? And you probably have to give up more than Gary. Like, you might have to. Include I don't Jamal. remember at the
1: time what it was, but yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm curious what that would have looked like.
1: I do wonder what the billboard
0: situations like in Miami for the Heat. Hmm. I wonder if that city's all in, or because you know, games five, game three. It really struck me how empty that arena was to start the game up, and mm-hmm. that's where the Nuggets go on a run. Right. You're yeah. right. You know. That's like, uh, show. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, the culture can be great organizationally, but that doesn't mean the city or the fans yeah. will maybe fit that 100%. It's crazy. We get
2: the one mural, and every Nuggets fan takes a picture with it. Like, imagine if there were five of those. Right? So There's, so like, billboards was everywhere. True. Like, it'd be incredible. You'd go on a tour. You'd spend your Saturday yeah. just wandering around looking at all the... Stopping at the stands, going in, taking pictures of the murals would be
1: incredible. And some of that, like, that's detour, right? That's not the Nuggets. That's detour. But some... but Yeah. So there is some part of, like, if Denver wins this year, I just think the Nuggets imprint on the city is up forever. Mm -hmm. Like, it just raises in a way. But I do also think... But but for me, it's more about what are the Nuggets themselves doing to promote this team in a way that they're just in your face nonstop. And
2: we'll see. And part of the reason they're up forever... I mean, people don't love the Broncos because they had like the 24 month stretch where they were awesome and right. it's the same thing here where it's not going to be a three months well you've got five more years you hope with with a similar sort of team uh, yeah where e- even if they're not ever this good again it's still Nikola Jokic and jamal murray and hopefully right. ag and mpj and it's the same faces that everybody loves and everybody will keep going because they'll have a chance every year with that group
0: because we know we know that they can make it this far you said five more years They traded for a 2029 pick that's six years, so we'll see. But you're you're right, right. that pick would go based on what the record is five seasons from now. Yeah, that's five years. (laughs) So he's on the money. You might also be gambling that your pops need some help with some male grooming this Father's Day, (laughs) and that's where you go to manscaped.com. That's quite the gamble. gamble. (laughs) gamble. Yeah, no, if your dad's like me, uh, too locked in on the nuggets, not enough on their male grooming. <laughs> so they'll be very appreciative. Classic Mr. Simone. <laughs> Classic <laughs> that Mr. Simone got an ear- eyebrow hair gone crazy. Got a nose hair sticking out. He's too locked in on the nuggets. And what that 2024 first round with the heat with the thunder protections will look like. Well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Go to manscaped.com, use that code DNVR to get 20% off plus free shipping. Henry, you're a huge fan of uh, their crop preservers and anti-chafe devices because you're a big golfer. And as we all know, out on the golf course, you're sweating. You got manscaped up, you know, you're, your pickaxe in your body hair because you're all in on this nuggets run, right? You just try to maxi the minor design that didn't work out didn't for work you. Out at oh, all. But now really it's oath. four hours in. You're sweating the breck brew you're having at the course, and yep. you are so happy you applied that crop preserver and anti-chafing. You definitely are. That's uh I mean, Manscaped man, they're protecting you every which way. Manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping when you use that code DNVR. Great deal for Father's Day or maybe for the uh, the person in your life that could use a little mail groom and help. Check it out. And then also our homies at Game Time where right now if you use code DNVR, you can get $20 off on your first purchase kind of clutch these days because obviously these NBA finals prices
1: are bananas. What would you guess is the cheapest seat you can get right now? For tonight? For game five. Yeah, For game five.
0: I already looked it up, so you need to tell
1: us, Henry. $1,100. Cheaper than that. Okay. 963 at this very okay. moment. Wow. Yeah, those a good are um, oh, wait, maybe I did this wrong. No, I think that's right. No, wow. no, I did it right.
0: Yeah, you could still find some tickets for under a thousand. Now, if they were to lose today, I think those prices would go down even further. But obviously, game mm. five, If nuggets, they win, they go he, up. If they win, they'll go way up because you in attendance at game yeah. five could in fact be there to a witness trophy. history. Yes witness them raising the chocolate trophy as my five-year-old would call it game time game of the week baby game five in denver where you can still find tickets for under a thousand dollars of course game time specializes in last minute deals and uh you know if game five's a little too expensive you want to just come to the dmvr bar and check it out they have you covered on all sports, uh, sporting events in Denver. And otherwise, you want to watch a cheap Rapids, Rockies game this summer? They have you covered. Check them out. Download the Game Time app. Use that code DMVR for $20 off that first purchase and see what you can get on our Game Time game of the week, Game Five tickets in Denver, baby. All right. Talks about this uh, finals matchup. Other great championship cultures that stand out to you, Hank, that are kind of along those lines. We are talking, you know, Patriots way is one that stands out. But again, it's like, you know, it's it's interesting analyzing the Spurs, the Patriots way, the two you would have highlighted five years ago. But funny how you lose a Tim Duncan, you lose a Tom Brady, all of a sudden you're... Maybe our championship culture doesn't go as far, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, you've got us covered on the football side. Who would stand out to you as uh, I mean, the Patriots is the big
2: one. Yeah, but like you said, they've kind of dropped off outside of that. Like, I guess the Chiefs now, but is that culture? or Is that just being really good? You know?
1: Yeah, that's just being good. I don't don't think of Chiefs culture. I don't think of like, I don't even know what it is.
2: Maybe you throw the Steelers in there.
0: Yeah, I would. But but
1: again, there's like, a longevity
0: there that's yeah. pretty exactly. unique. There's no yeah.
2: losing seasons. But again, like you're not they, they, reaching the peaks.
1: The Steelers are interesting because they almost have a team brand identity. Yeah. And this has yeah. happened with a lot of different teams over the years, but it always drops off. And I feel like it maybe hasn't dropped off. Some of this is just the coaches, right? They've yep. gotten coaches back-to-back, well, coaches that kind of have the same, like- Yeah, intentionally. Mouth. Mouth, yeah. Intentionally. Their culture,
0: though, is really longevity. Yes. Sustainability. It's something we didn't mention in Nuggets right. and Heat, but aren't those two of the most longest-tenured yeah. uh, yep. coaches in the league, you right. know? Right, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, longest-tenured front offices. We're mm-hmm. so quick to react in a couple losing seasons, okay, cut the cord, let's start that over. But you do that too often, Things start to re- yeah. then you really struggle to even have a culture of any type, and you've seen it kind of with the Broncos. Heat. Oh. Hank, I called you Heat. That's yeah. Why. No, um, I mean
2: there was a culture shift. I, I've seen three practices now with the, with Sean Payton in charge and of Nathaniel Hackett. It is not the same. Really? It is very obviously not the same. Wait, now again, walk me through. Yeah. What's so the, out? the issue is we're not allowed to say anything. This is part of the culture, actually. How is, media is? Oh yeah, we're not allowed to say anything like. At all. So it used to be like, oh, Jerry Judy just caught a 70 yard pass over whoever. It was a post route and it was against zone defense and Russ threw it and it was a little bit. Now you can't say any details about plays. You
1: can't report on anything.
2: No, you can't even have your phone out at practice. I've seen people try to pull their phone out and be told, put that away. You can you can pull it out after practice like and and again not bad it's kind of it's ironic that, that i can't sucks. tell you too much oh it does suck but
0: sounds a little that's the culture yeah.
2: that's the culture that's what he wants and there is a it's an us versus the media thing which again annoying for me personally it's a total 180 from last year which didn't work though and you've seen it work in other places it's very much that heat type culture the patriots type culture um just military type. we're going to do this this way that's how we do it
0: on the basketball side others that stand out to you i know when we were talking off air we came up with a few few fun ones
1: well so you mentioned spurs which is similar like you know not interested (laughs) in the media but again the tim duncan thing looms large yeah the one that i think is most interesting historically is if you think about jerry buss's showtime lakers (laughs) culture they had a culture but it wasn't usually when we're talking about culture we're disciplined and this or that they had that went the other way, you know, in the eighties. A little more of a carefree hair metal <laughs> right. era, you know, like a little bit more of um, I think everybody just wants fun. And you're in Los Angeles. It became Hollywood culture. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's nowhere near the forum, right? But yeah. nonetheless it became this idea of, hey, right. it's movie stars, there's a club, mm-hmm. we got Magic Johnson who is, you know, with everybody. So I think that that's another way that you can have culture. And by the way, it might be – I hate to give Lakers credit for anything. Sure. That might be the best branding in the history of sports because it still lingers. Oh yeah. Lakers go through ups and downs, and people still want to play for them because of this. I mean, a lot of it it's is just Lakers. location. Yeah. But the brand was built up in the 70s and 80s as the, being this like club, the funnest team to play for with the yeah. biggest fans, and the prettiest girls. Let's not get yeah, right. so even though like the idea of the Laker girls, I think, was – revolutionary in the yeah. 70s and stuff right, is this right. thing. So they had their own culture that they established that in my opinion is now dead mm-hmm. because Jerry Buss was the one who really right. started that. Well. And now obviously it's hard to continue that even when it's just generational yeah. with with your children or whatever, but that's a culture mm-hmm. that we don't think of it, but it is the same thing.
2: And that's that's a lot like the Yankees. Where it's like, there, there's a difference between being an MLB player and being a New York Yankee. Right, yeah. Like, it's just a totally different... It's the same but thing, where it's like, like more kids grow like, to be a Laker.
1: Yours is more, though, like... That that one is, I think, the opposite of cool. So, like, with Lakers, the idea okay. was, you know, it was flashy and fun yeah. and, like, break the rules. Yep. With the Yankees, it was like, you need to shave your beard because exactly. we don't do beards here, which yep. is, like, the ultimate lame. So
0: weird. I know. The lamest. Yeah. yeah. Those are both great brands, though. Yeah. And in some ways, while the culture has fluctuated the brand has tried to maintain a certain standard. Mm-hmm. I think that's again where the Broncos have kind of struggled, right? Like that oh, brand boy. requires a certain standard, well, but those standards have definitely fluctuated quite a bit.
2: And in the NFL, you get a lot of like schematic culture. Like you brought up the Steelers. They've run that same like three, four zone blitz defense for 40, 50 years at this point. You know, the the 49ers have that same West coast offense that they've run for forever. The Broncos had a, like the revolutionary sort, the Shanahan version of the West Coast offense, which is now what everybody basically runs. It's been updated a little bit, but they went away from that and decided we're going to do different things. They bring in Nathaniel Hackett, who's that wide zone, mm-hmm. West Coast type of offense. You say, oh, this is the Broncos' culture back. This is what we do. It's Terrell Davis. It's the, the smaller lineman who can get out in space and hit guys. And it obviously didn't work, but... I think that the Broncos <laughs> might have kind of lost something in getting away from what the Denver Broncos are at that point. Well,
1: this is why it's really it's culture yeah. and identity kind of go hand in hand, they're different things, but mm-hmm. I have down on here some negative examples of this. The 76ers process <laughs> as a contrast to the Denver Nuggets' we don't skip steps yeah. is very interesting. Yeah. I actually think that the process, the idea of we're going to lose on purpose and be as bad as we can be had a natural endpoint that they sort of arrived at now could they have won a title probably i mean a pick here or there went a Mm -hmm. different way they kind of abandoned the sam hinky philosophy early but one reason that i think it's more likely than people think that it would have always just reached whatever conclusion we're in Mm -hmm. is accountability is such a huge part of pro sports especially in the Mm -hmm. nba when you're trying to build around 17 18 19 year olds to Mm -hmm. start and if you get a culture in for those guys early on that is saying like, hey, we're trying to lose and we're kind of gaming the yep, system and yep. we're doing all these different things. As subtle though they may be, I think they lead to a team that is constantly trying to game the system, players yep. that are known. I mean, what are teams yes, hard? And, they and, flop, and, and they're they known, flop. They're just known That's for trying the to team. Game, game the system. And then on it's top true. of that, and I'm not just trying to rag on Joel Embiid because mm-hmm. I really do like enjoy him as a player. Uh, this is not just, I'm not one of the guys that just loves to do the like Jokic and B nonstop stuff mm-hmm. but one thing about it is he really did blame his teammates after every loss over the last three it's or crazy. four years he always rough, would the penalty and the coach this and the players this and I always think that is the fully grown oak tree that was planted when it was hey we're just trying to lose and there's nothing else it grew into that Denver mm-hmm. was different Maybe some of this is by luck, because I don't know that it was the Cronkies that are like, no, tanking is bad. I think they were more like, I just don't want to be bad for too long. We want to make money here. Right. True. But whatever it was, Denver never went through that with Jokic, at least. They always were just trying to improve, and the culture was set early.
2: Well, and you even look at the the Game 82 season, where they don't make the playoffs, which wound up being like a decent thing for them. they get Michael Porter Jr. with the draft pick. Yeah. But... And you have the Mavericks this year who say, ah, uh, we might be able to make it in. We might not. Let's just punt
0: though and get the draft pick. Let's tank to get like, that tenth pick. No protect. Or, you know, then it doesn't defer to the Bulls or exactly. whoever it was going to. And yeah. so for the for the Nuggets,
2: a different ownership group or a different front office might have said, you know what? Even if we make the playoffs, we're taking on the number one seed. Is that really worth it? Let's uh, this
0: let's last two months. Let's get the young guys in. Let's see if we can get a better draft pick. And they didn't do that. That's so interesting you say that because the example that came to me that's like the Sixers was the Houston uh, Astros in baseball who, you know, those guys that were part of that core after tanking never had to really tank on the field because they're playing in the minors. Mm But that's the team that was caught right. cheating, right? There is <laughs> yeah. this, there is this culture of yeah. like we can hey. game the system, we <laughs> yeah. can like cut, we can skip steps, yeah. we can cut, cut some corners, yeah. yeah.
1: And I mean, and ro- also it's like the game is the game, man. Just go out there and right. play. And like <laughs> yes. the more you get into these, right. like you're like, are we even playing sports anymore? Or are we like strategizing yeah. a right? Like actually losing yeah. is good. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. change your mentality. And the other
0: great example is the Rockets now. Where I really think that core the Rockets have created is kind of disgusting and not great. Um, The other thing that came to mind with this was how much of a unique example Riley and the Heat are. Mm -hmm. And how often we try, like, Phil Jackson, the executive of the, the Knicks, disaster. Bill Parcells in football, right? We've tried that a million times as, like team president, it's never as successful as Bill Parcells, simply the head coach, works out, right? Rick Riley's that one example of kind of that driving big name at the tippy top that has maintained standards and kind of kept up some sustained success. Often that looks good on paper, it doesn't quite work out that way, right? This is
2: probably a horrible thing to say. Eric Spolstra is a great coach, obviously, and like easily unanimous best coach in the league, all that. You know, there's the Brady-Belichick thing where Brady leaves, and it turns out Belichick wasn't that good. With Pat Riley, what if it's a Pat Riley thing? Again, well, I don't want to slander Spolstra, but if we're, if we're talking well, about it...
1: The reason I'll push back on this, this is where ownership, management, and coaching rarely align, mm-hmm. and this is part of having a good culture. While you might be right that if Riley left, they would lose something because he's so important mm-hmm. to something that he's bringing. Maybe it's the talent, maybe it's the culture, this or that. is a great coach. He's just yep. a great mind. But he is enabled to be what he is because of mm-hmm. Riley. And I always think back to people mm-hmm. don't remember this, but Miami Heat, the Heatles with LeBron started nine and eight, I believe, or eight and nine. I don't oh, remember. Oh, yeah. And in one of those games when they're losing and everybody's kind of shocked that it wasn't working immediately, LeBron bumps into Spolstra like on purpose. Right, almost right. gives him a little shoulder <laughs> check. And we now later know that there were rumblings of LeBron trying to say, get this guy out of here. Like, I don't, he's not, we need a better coach than this. And Pat Riley said, that's my guy. And he said that to the best player in the world and right, maybe yeah. the best player right. of all time yep. in the height of his prime. Yep. He said, I would rather lose you than lose my coach here. Yep. That, to me, is what you would lose if you lost Riley. Yep. Like That is why Spolster is allowed to be such a great coach. And when you said Game 82, mm-hmm. it's the same. Malone has told the story, but a lot of owners would fire their coach when they lost that game. Definitely. They didn't. They came down and said, "Hey, we're sticking to this. This was a step. Next year will be even better." And because of that, Malone has grown into, in my opinion, right. one of the elite coaches. I don't know that he always was, but I right. think he's grown into it.
0: Hundred. I mean, it, longevity allowing those guys to fail on the job really leads to that. And I would have been one of the dummies who would have been all for them firing Michael Malone after Game eighty two. I was right. kind of out on him. And in retrospect, I'm so
1: happy they did not. Um, And Can I give another example here? The Warriors are interesting to me, the Golden State (laughs) Warriors, because Steph Curry is like Jokic, one of the easiest superstars to build around because he is not doing the LeBron thing where he's like, hey, you should trade for my friends. You should do this or that. He largely just plays the game, and he is a collaborative blogger. Or collaborative, sorry, collaborative superstar. (laughs) One of my friends changed and became collaborative (laughs) blogger because of that. Collaborative superstar, (laughs) which people made fun of him for saying, you know, 10 years ago right what kind of right. superstars collaborative turns out a great one that yeah. wins four championships yeah. but the interesting thing for them is they have a great owner but he is a meddler and they mm-hmm. had a very good gm and they had a star player and at their best those three all aligned yep. but over the last several years and maybe kevin durant was the wrench that just threw everything out of right. control maybe it probably right. wasn't it was probably right. more hubris than anything but those three guys did not become aligned yeah. as time went on, yeah. and they still won a championship. That's how right. great Steph and right. Draymond Green are. But it seems to be unraveling for them a little bit. We'll see what happens this summer. But it seems to be unraveling for them, and I think some of that. I mean, Bob Myers quit. Bob Myers yeah. has quit, yeah. Yeah. and I mean, you don't quit when you're happy, right? Mm-hmm. So those things have unravelled. So great cultures, they even they sometimes expire.
0: Reminds me a bit of the Patriots as there was kind of a rift between ownership, Brady and Belichick a little bit, you know, and it's why why like the Avs championship run last year and Joe Sackick has been such a gift and huge driving force for that team. Speaking of the Avalanche, Breckenridge Breweries, Avalanche, Amber Ale, a classic Amber Ale, got some hints of chocolate, caramel malts. It's well-rounded. It's a flavorful beer. Can't wait for the fall to come around, though. Geez, the weather we've had lately, it feels it feels almost like fall. Um, so it's a great time. Go, I'm Big back porch guy these days, especially with the rain. Uh, an avalanche amber ale, definitely the way to go. Obviously, Strawberry Sky. Go with the lager if you can find mm. a little. Uh, their nuggets. Mile High City. Copper is always a good yeah. one.
1: Uh, golden Ale. Golden, golden ale. ale. Thank yeah. you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, But Avalanche Amber Ale, check out Breckenridge Brewery. Check out the old beer locator and find a Breck brew near you to enjoy this summer. Henry, favorite uh, road trip gas station uh, snack when you stop at a Circle K and you're on the road? Recently went to Montana. I'm assuming you didn't drive, though. No,
2: didn't drive. Um, wow, you really sound like you want a specific thing from me. You really don't sure. have anything sure. I you mean, like to snack on. I like on. those little donuts. But I know they're horrible for me, it, so I never get them. Oh, yeah.
0: those yeah. are the little Hostess? powdered sugar donuts. Yeah. Hostess donuts. Hostess yeah. DMVR. Are, lots are of. They're great. Huge fans of um, corn nuts. Corn, corn really? nuts are having a moment on these circle
1: K really. reads. Really? Wow. I don't know. Yeah, Schwann man, I'll AJ, Take that one, L. I guess. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not a perfect company. <laughs> well, yeah. What's your go-to? Adam? <laughs> yeah, I'll get a candy bar. You know, I'll uh-huh. a little, uh, maybe a uh-huh. beef jerky. If I'm on a road trip, uh-huh. I don't mind yeah, nice a little beef jerky. Gansky Gansky even spicy. like some sunflower wow. seeds are good. Yeah. It can be tough. Like it's got to be Making windows. In windows in down. If
2: you can go windows down, but that's rare
0: in Montana. I'll either go with a, you know, some hard candy, a good Jolly Rancher will keep, keep my mouth Ooh, busy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. That's the thing about candy bars, it that. just goes so fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a good gummy, you know, a, a sucker for a good Hari Bro gummy, you know? Wow. Yeah. So Circle K, they've always got me covered. I punch in my phone number to get whatever discounts they're offering. Um, and yeah, just the perfect place to stop. And, uh, get snacked up this summer. Thanks to Circle K for sponsoring DMVR. Visit your near Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. Apparently not corn nuts for these guys. No. Um, Henry, you mentioned it a little bit, but yeah, sports championship cultures here in in Denver sports, you've been uh, exposed to quite a different one than the one you were covering last year at the valley for the broncos it's been honestly it's been a bunch of wild cultures for me so montana
2: we'll keep this one short um (laughs) the year i covered them it's when they brought back the like hall of fame coach that they had who because of scandals and things had to leave to go i guess he wound up taking the job to be the coach like san diego state or one of those new mexico state one of those um but he came back and so that was like a crazy again just like military hard-nosed culture to then going to CU. With Mel Tucker, which was another very unique culture, he uh, he he was the culture. He just wanted people to look at his shoes, and he really? was going to go say, "Oh yeah!" Like he just wanted people to say good things. Well, what people don't know is that Mel Tucker's favorite person in the world is Deion Sanders.
0: Like that's who he modeled <laughs> everything after. So they're kind of just going back to what they had before. That's crazy. I didn't realize. Yeah.
2: That. Now, X's nose wise, obviously you take Mel um, just because of his background but that was a lot of it it's just it's the flash and i can recruit and all that sort of stuff and then you go from that to carl Durrell, which uh there's a full 180 carl yeah. Durrell was at broncos practice yesterday i didn't get a chance to say hi but he was there um
0: but what, what was that culture
2: that's uh just take, i mean
0: take a nap at two
2: it's he wants kind of the underdog which sounds crazy <laughs> because. Like it just sounds like you want bad players, and then but that honestly kind of was a strategy. He he tell the story about his time at UCLA when he recruited Matthew Slater and was able to turn Matthew Slater into like a 15 year uh like special teams player for the Patriots. So again, like just not really that. But so it's a lot of that sort of stuff. Like Mercedes Lewis was his guy, like a big blocking tight end. Okay. Um. So yeah, so that was kind of interesting. And then to Hackett, who just wants to be silly, wants to be everybody's friend um knows Silly his culture. x's and o's but then as soon as he made a couple bad decisions he got way too conservative and just got kind of scared and then sean payton who's just sean payton there's nobody like him i mean who even is like him i the don't even parcells know parcells like exactly parcells
0: yeah. but that's kind of the only comparison it's a little old school yeah a- rick riley or riley checking people's uh that made me think of yeah. Sean Payton. He would know, be more than a, willing to do that. Like we were talking school.
2: about, you know, Cortland Sutton and all the trade rumors this this off season, You almost wonder if Sean just like walking up to him every day and just saying like, "Hey, getting some calls. Like, better watch out. Like that sort of stuff. Like that's the kind of thing that Sean Payton would do if he thinks that there's any reason he would benefit from it. Like if he thinks that kick Cortland the ass a little bit, he would do it.
0: The ultimate motivator. Yeah. By any means necessary. Manipulator motivator. Psycho yeah. motivator. It's been interesting popping on these buffs podcasts as I have this off season and hearing all the stories about Coach Prime and the kind of culture they're establishing there. First off, there's a real like culture of transparency. You know, everything is filmed. Mm-hmm. Everything's being Man, put what in, we the, out in the open call that transparency? It's just it's a culture of acting is it branding it's branding it's it's definitely brand and that's where I think that's the interesting part of these college programs is there's a lot of like there's a lot more branding than putting your like framing the narrative which in the pros I don't think people really give a shit about what the narrative is well you're so
1: dependent on the coach to help and the ownership to help and in college that's Like college basketball and football coaches are the stars, yeah. So it's easier, I think, to do those things, and the highest-paid
0: state employees. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no, with the with the buffs, it's been really interesting because in some ways, maybe not the silliness that you're describing with Hackett, but I think that being friends with everyone, creating those relationships and bonds with the with the certainly with the coaching staff. The thing is, like, and the others at those higher up. Then I think there's more of a disciplinary relationship with the players. But I feel like with the players, really we don't even know.
2: Like, he was kind of just an asshole to all of the players, but he was just trying to be an asshole so that they'd all leave. And now
0: that there's new players there, we'll see how he interacts with them. Like, it's just so new. I think what we've seen is he's he doesn't bullshit. If he says yeah. something, it's true. And it's that's part of the roster tone. He's not going to, like, be there and baby you. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. his guy, he's ready to move on and has the means to do Mm -hmm. so um and i i mean it's i think it's a pretty hard nose like there's some transparency and communication there too like if he says like hey this is what's expected this is what's required that's kind of a one-way street Mm -hmm. like he's gonna say it and then that's what happens the way he's approached nil's has been very interesting you know Mm -hmm. like he's very like straightforward about that stuff too i think Coach Prime's a really interesting... What culture he's establishing is really interesting. And right? he's also Parcells. Like, I'd imagine that's who he learned everything from. It's a great. I mean, that's a great coaching yeah. tree right there. Current Denver sports cultures, we've covered the Nuggets much. Is there anything we I'm we not haven't? close
1: enough to, to them to know. I mean, I yeah, only know... Exactly. I think the nuggets culture I, it would be hard to beat i don't really know what the avs culture is like you know yeah, i think mean, we'd have right, to ask right, the avs right. guys but i would guess nuggets are either one or two depending on, yeah, on you that think. and i think number 4 would be the rockies <laughs> um and <Safe> so bet. <laughs> and so you kind of have a natural <laughs> order i mean the rockies it's funny because the broncos have always been the pearl of denver right they've always oh, yeah. been the one that every and even as a franchise they in a lot of ways to me are like the lakers in that they had mm-hmm. a great owner that led them to this promised land but then handing that off to the heirs hasn't quite gone the same way and it's yep. like hey you lost all you maybe took for granted what what it was like oh no yeah. we'll survive right. like, actually it's really important right but the rockies now with the cronkies we just gave them some love earlier and If they deliver two championships from two different teams in one city in two years, that's incredible. Yeah, You now start to look at the Rockies and go, my God, that's the one. We We start to rotating (laughs) ugly ducklings. Now there's one ugly duckling. It's the Rockies.
2: Well, I remember, I think I might have even said this on this podcast recently, but it was only five, six years ago. I remember saying, wow, the abs are about to go into their golden age. The Nuggets have Jokic, who's just starting to turn into like a real thing. The Rockies at that point had Arenado and Story and Charlie Black, like, All three of those teams looked like they were totally ready to just keep building on their way to this point. Avs and Nuggets did it. Rockies, like I don't even know what to say about them at this point. Like they're just bad and they're not going to get any better. And that's culture.
0: The brand's bad. The culture's (laughs) not really there. It doesn't exist. And the just their like team building philosophy is undefinable because they're just. They are doing the opposite of maximizing resources at every turn. They're yeah. minimizing
2: resources at every turn. And it's not turn. like they have a lot of resources to start with.
0: Right. It's uh Yeah, it's kinda nuts. That's a I great mean, point of they were right there with abs and nuggets and like, oh I can see a trajectory here. And the best best story of their culture. I mean
2: the A- athletic put out that big exposé thing on them 2 years ago now, one two years ago. I guess it would have been after the pandemic because one of the things they had in there was that they had like whatever, 11 people on their uh, right, right. their S- laundry
1: and, and yeah, analytics. They're
2: the <laughs> analytics guys, they had them during the pandemic. They wanted to cut costs, so they had those guys go do the laundry. Guess what? They all quit at the end of the season. And they're the same guys who when, uh, Jeff Bridges, the GM went in there and said, Hey, I want to look at first baseman. Who should we get? Like, here's a couple of names we're looking at. They said, just don't get Ian Desmond. Like he's never played first base. He can't do it. What does Jeff Bridges do? Goes and gets Ian Desmond, gives him way too much money. I think, no, they must be off his money now, but that's another one where you can't afford to be blowing $20 million a year. on A player who has, who did nothing. He did nothing for the Rockies. And that's, again, that's just the analytics dysfunction that happened.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah, I think that's a, a fair rankings. It's Avs Nugs 1-2, Broncos on the branding yeah. and the hopes of Sean Payton slotted early, in on three. Exactly. It's you know, impossible to know.
1: New quarterback right. new quarterback, uh, right. new coach. Yeah. Russell Wilson, the first year didn't go so well. But again, the three have to be aligned. They weren't for him last year. Maybe they are for him this year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's where, like, I mean, normally I'd say, yeah, it's just too early to really rank them except that you have the Nuggets and the Avs. Obviously, those two are way at the top of any sports team in the country. You have the Rockies. They're way at the bottom. It's like, yeah,
0: I know where the Broncos fit in here. There are three. So true. Um, This summer, it's patio season and house beer bucket specials at Illegal Pete's. I think that Mm -hmm. might be the play for dinner tonight. Going down to Pete's down the street. Yep. Um... How many times are you having lunch at at Pete's, Adam?
1: One and a half, I'd say, a week.
0: What's the go-to these days?
1: Oh, I get the bowl every single time. And Um, and I get the queso chips and queso as well. So mm, just chicken bowl. But the queso is what makes it.
0: Reverse nachos have really been a go-to, though. Man, I'm a sucker for some Takis.
2: I always get the... We go before basically every Nuggets game because the ticket deal, you show them a ticket, you get a free Marg with an entree. I always get the quesadilla. Because the bowl and all smart. that yeah. stuff is just so big. It is too heavy. You're right. That's exactly. So you just get the quesadilla and the is. Marg. Yeah. Well, the real veteran move. So my parents were down here for Coming game into two. We went to dinner first, but after the game, went to Pete's to get the free Marg and a
0: post-game quesadilla. Post-game quesadilla is very good. Mm, that's the spot. Yeah. The spot is at Pete's. We're right now super long happy hour from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day wow. at all 12 locations. Um So endless hours of fun and great discounts. There's no better way to kick off summer. Check out the old patio and don't forget to stop by Pete's on Nuggets game days uh, with your Nuggets gear and uh, grab a house mark or draft beer for free with the purchase of an adult entree. Let's go Nuggets. Let's go Pete's. Step up time, baby. Um, Before we get into a little Game 4 stuff, This will be a surprise to you both because I didn't mention it, but old Nuggets you would most like to see back at ball for this finals run. This came about because we saw George Carl hyping up and tweeting about the professor, Andre Miller, one of my all-time favorites, definitely Dr. Dre, the professor, Dre Miller, tippy-top of my list.
1: Is it just the name? the amazing point guard. <laughs> I love right. I I that, sure.
0: that two man point guard rotation of him and Ty Lawson yeah. and how they'd balance each other. Sometimes Dre with Ty Lawson, they would that was that was amazing. Yeah. Like I've heard you talk up Boris Diaw I think of Dre Miller the way I think you think of Boris Diaw I
1: think well, Andre Miller I think of that way as well. Yeah, like he's, he's sick, one of my man. favorite I was just teasing you. It's a great call. Also, so fun. He'll be around because he's a coach. He coached the the gold team this year, so he'll be around oh, for nice. sure.
0: There right. you go. I mean, a bright basketball mind should still be around did, the did game you, like that. Did we you need see it.
1: early at, at training camp when I said, uh, "What's your impression of Andre Miller's coaching style?" And he goes, "Hey, man!" <laughs> he did an actual <laughs> impression. Impress of it. It. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, that is Holy so good! <laughs> that is wow. amazing! It I love incredible. that so I feel much!"
2: Like, I don't know. Mine's mine's all from like that similar era. Yeah, like. Some of them, like Ty Lawson, it's kind of like, it's like a weird terms thing, but like I loved him. And so if he came back, like I would be screaming and cheering. I would love to see Ty Lawson. Like, uh, Nene, either one of those guys. Like those are just my childhood. Kenyon Martin. It's another one with like the George (laughs) Carl thing. Not going to happen. Like J.R. Smith's another one of those guys. Like that, the thuggets were what, when I was like nine to eleven ish yeah So like that's that that's my team all those guys
0: well we got you with some deep cuts from the mid-2000s adam i know uh, i love it yeah, Take that, us that's, to another era. yeah. that's like yeah. everybody
1: our generation that's like everybody's favorite era so yeah, yeah I, I, I get <laughs> why everybody goes to that well um i mean we've already seen him david thompson was here at this yeah, very dude, bar man so alex amazing. english Skywalker. as well yep. Uh, fat Lever, like these guys, mm-hmm. those are the big ones for me. Nene's a fun shout out. Nene, Nene's Issel definitely a good one. Um, you know, past that, the one that I think is but the best and the easiest is Chauncey, but he's oh. a current coach. Yeah. So, and yeah. I thought there was a real chance that Portland might fire him or this or that, and I was almost like, he almost yeah. wished because I want him to be here, but I don't mm-hmm. think he could come. He's he's a, he's a rival, yep. division rival.
2: And what's really crazy is he can like before like a year ago if you saw a nuggets jersey on the street 50/50 chance it's like uh it's the, the powder blue it's no the the rainbow the oh, rainbow matumbo yeah cuz like that just turned people into like a culture. maybe not even Mutombo. in denver no, people it was everywhere like, wear. yeah
1: yeah it was like um there's right. w- it's weird the things that become like a exactly. where it's like, yeah. if we're going to do a Nuggets thing, it's going to be what? And then, yeah, it's, the Rainbow Matumbo. The Matumbo.
2: But again, like, we've thrown out 20 names and Matumbo isn't even one of them, which, like, I would love to see him. He's not really a Nugget, though. That's the
1: thing is, yeah. is, is Matumbo a Nugget fully? I don't know. LaFonso Ellis I has know. been around, which yeah. has been great. Yeah. Great. I do think, my whole thing is, I just wish it was all of them. And I wish the Nuggets, I know, as an yeah. entity, were spending more of their time telling the history of the Nuggets. Yeah. Eric always says they feel like a 50 year expansion that's team. So true. Like yeah. They're an expansion team that's yeah. been around here for 50 so years. So true. They're <laughs> an ABA team. Tell that history.
2: Once you, I don't know, once you win one, if they win, the, hopefully at some point they win one, I feel like that just all the sins are gone. Like you're now an established team. Right. I think it's a lot easier to embrace it because otherwise, I don't know, pe- people never respected the Nuggets. Like they were uh-huh. always like, okay, Denver, whatever. The, the Nuggets, it's a funny name, whatever. As soon as you win one, all of a sudden you get to a they should have been embracing it. Now they can really embrace it.
1: People have Monte Morris, Gary Harris. I would yeah. throw those guys oh, in. Mike yeah. Miller, like Blanco. the guys, Paul Millsap. I was great. great. I would love to see. Those are all to great. me like it's even more be nice to have those guys there and a little, again, game fives in Denver. Denver wins tonight. That could be the closeout mm, Right. for those guys to get to be. It's weird because I know you can't be a part of the actual. Yeah. Marie, you know all that stuff Yeah, but it would be nice to be able to share a moment or two I, I think that would be cool
0: McDice was a fun one that AJ put out there in the chat mm-hmm.
1: we haven't talked about any coaches though he's mentioned George Carl Doug most too old to come back like, yeah. he came back for the Matumbo jersey thing oh, really? like three years ago uh-huh. and I remember talking to some people and they're like yeah this is a really hard trip on him like the altitude yeah. right, and he's right, old right. man yeah, yeah 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 but I would love Larry to Larry Brown Larry Brown I wonder if he considers himself a nugget you know like I know what do you That's think of Larry Brown. Yeah.
0: He's everybody. Is he a
1: piston? Yeah, definitely he's a piston. I mean, I hardly remember
0: him as a nugget. You know, like that's yeah. that's right at yeah, the yeah, early yeah. stage yeah. of so my nuggets. It's like fandom.
2: Bobby Jones. My grandma used to bowl with Bobby Jones's wife. Really? Yeah. Whoa. But he's not. He's not really it's a like nugget. a one-year nugget or
0: two-year nugget. Like three, like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've kind of covered the guys. Like that's. I
2: wonder that's what our worst right omission was. I'm sure there's one that people are saying like, how could you not say that?
1: I mean, is J.R. Smith coming? You I mentioned know? it. I you mentioned know, it. But is he coming? But no. You know I mean? And again, I don't like, know. and he probably should it's that's, like it's not the right the, time yeah. for that, I, I think know, that would be- which is sad weird, because I, I do. I
2: don't know. I've been warming up to Mello in the last like week or so. Really the if last the, week. Yeah, wow. we're just like, you know oh what? My God. what happened
1: this week? <laughs> Did I miss something? I just
2: I just I've kind of I'm getting over it All because right. the Nuggets are doing this. Like I was just watching some Mello highlights and I was like, I have never done this before because I've hated him so much for so long. Like, I do think that there's a real part of me that if the Nuggets pull it off, I'm going to be saying, you know what? I loved Melo when I was a kid. Sure, he did what he did, and I hate him for it, but like, maybe I can forgive him and get over that. But right, right now, I don't want to see him in a game because it hasn't happened. I've yeah.
0: truly treated him like an ex. Oh,
2: yeah, like definitely. Like a,
0: a thousand, press, it's just like, hey, I've moved on. I'm, I'm not trying to revisit that part of my life. Yeah. I just yeah. am not. You didn't want us, so F you. Adam, this is where Henry and I get to give some nuggets takes, but before oh, wow. that, how do you see game four playing out?
1: Um, hey, Look, man, Denver has a chance. I think they're the better team. You already won one on the road. Can you really expect two? I think you can because I think the Nuggets mm-hmm. are that much better. Yeah. Um, It's going to be a dogfight tonight, I think, is probably, as weird to say the closest game yet because it was a three-point game in game two, but that game wasn't actually as no, close. It was right, like wild right, yep. swings, wild runs. Yep. I think this one might be more of a it's tense in the first quarter, it's tense in the second, it's tense in the third, and it's tense in the fourth. But yeah. I think Nuggets win. I
2: hmm. think I think last time I was on TDSP, I think I said the Nuggets might have to win two games without scoring 100 points. Ooh, you Haven't got tonight? one. They had the I think it, it needs to be. They had that one where it was 104, and that's Kay. as close as I came. So I, I agree. If they're just due for one of those grind it out, I think that means it's a big yoke night. You just go to the paint over and over and over again. I also think I mean it's game 4 of the NBA finals. If it's not a yoke night, when is? Right now. They're, so, ex- they're all yeah, yoke nights. They're all yoke nights. They're all yoke. Um but yeah, I mean that defense, because they were so bad in what game two, I feel like they're going to be locked in the rest of the game, the Nuggets defense, or for the rest of the series. So I, I trust them.
0: I think that's a good read. I think the shooting comes around for both teams. I think maybe a little more high scoring than you're giving it credit for, Henry. Okay. I think it'll be a wild game of runs. I like your take, Adam. That'll be a closer game and i really think mpj has some impact and uh gets himself a double double and at least in double figures points wise
1: all right i don't know about it i i know i think i don't know if this is the game they correct i think mpj has a big game five if they win tonight i don't know i like again i think he plays 25 minutes i think they go to the other guys because i think the matchup calls for it a little bit more but he's still going to get open shots. Does he make them tonight? I wouldn't be surprised if he goes like two of five tonight from three, mm. which is his average. So it's neither yeah. good nor bad. And it's not high or low volume. It's just yeah. like, all right, it's standard issue MPJ guy. Tonight. I'll
2: take the over on two of all five. Right.
1: Two I'm not five. sure what it looks like. I'll all take right. something better than that, though. Okay. I like it. Is that the final prediction, Nuggets and Five? Nuggets and Five was my prediction. I'll stick with it. I mean, again, Let's I have go. a lot of respect for the Heat. Let's I just go. think they make it hard. But you win tonight. Well, I'm going to spend the weekend planning my, uh, my Monday. Oh, boy.
0: Can't not wait. Thank you to the homies at Breckenridge Brewery and their Avalanche Amber for presenting this here show. Check out Game Time and all our other great sponsors. Check out the DMVR Locker. Great sales going on right now all the way through Father's Day. Best gear for any D- Denver sports fan in your life. Don't have to be a father. Just amazing gear at great prices to hook them up, especially during this playoff run get in on all those deals. Thank you to super producer Alyssa. Tune in to all our Nuggets stuff coming up all evening. Go Nuggets. Thanks, fellas, for doing this. Have a great weekend.